Welcome to another edition of the Sports Plus Rewind. I'm Corey Miller here once again with Mike Bush. And it really does seem like every time I introduce one of these, I go, oh, we got a really special one today. <laughs> um, but if that's ever true, today is the day. Stan the Man Musial visited the Sports Plus couch uh, a number of times over the years. Uh, but he brought his own brand of magic to it each time. We're going to listen to an interview today from 1998 in the middle of that Maguire-Sosa home run chase. Um, I've already watched it. It's fantastic. Mike, I'm sure you'll jog some memories here as we listen to it again. And, uh, but what do you have just maybe off the top of Musial visiting Sports Plus? Well, listen, every time we did uh, begin a new season of Sports Plus, we wanted to get Stan Musial on the couch because, uh, first of all, he was just a, such a great ambassador for baseball, a great ambassador for the community, and he was just so much fun to talk to. And, of course, the history was there. I was a little too young to see him play, um, but I uh, have scoured uh, the Channel 5 archives to see a lot of video of him, and uh, I got to know him pretty well uh, uh, on a couple of occasions. He came out to our deaf baseball camp. I have a t-shirt at home that I cherish, and uh, it, he signed just a t-shirt one day at, at the deaf baseball camp, which says, we love you, Mike. Stan Musial. I mean, you know, (laughs) you don't ever want to get rid of anything like that. So um, uh, I, I, you know, I really did love the man and I, uh, I, I, what he means to St. Louis, what he means to baseball, uh, we continue that tradition with the Musial Awards every November in St. Louis. Well, let's get to it here. This is Mike Bush and Stan Musial on the Sports Plus couch in 1998. We'll chat about it in just a little bit. I know all Cardinal fans, including yourself, are enjoying Mark McGuire. Tell me what your thoughts are about this guy. Have well, you, ever, you ever seen mania like this? Well, it's really exciting. It's great for baseball, and uh, Mark is uh, a um, natural home run hitter, and uh, he knows the strike zone, which is very, very important. And the third thing is, uh, every time he swings, it, 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 it might be a home run. Yeah. So it's exciting. The fans love him, and he's a great guy, and they're doing wonders for baseball. It is, and, and this is a great home run chase this year. A couple of guys have a chance, maybe three guys, if you include Sosa, Griffey, McGuire, with a chance to break uh, Maris's record. you think they really have a chance? Well, they have a great chance, yes. They're all uh, way ahead of schedule, you know. And, yeah. Uh, and uh, talking about uh, uh, Griffey, you know, uh, I played with the grandfather in my hometown. <laughs> <laughs> really? In Denora? Yeah, yeah, he was on our, on our baseball team, and uh, he was a good football player. So the Griffey uh, are from my hometown. Wow. <laughs> and then, of course, his son played for the Reds, and then yes. now Ken, of course, is a star. This mania, this McGuire mania, it, it just seems like people are going to the ballpark to watch this home run chase and to cheer for him and give him a standing ovation every time he's at the plate. Do you remember anything like this in the history of Cardinal baseball? Well, not uh, not not really. This is uh, this is very special. You know, Mac, uh, he's a great guy. The fans love him. He, uh, he's done great for the city. You know, we're very fortunate to be able to, to have him on our team. And, uh, you know, we've got to give uh, our general manager and our ownership credit for getting Mark here and then signing him in for two right. more years. So that, that's a terrific asset and, and for the Cardinal, Cardinal fans, and we're happy to have him on our club. Besides yourself, and you hit 475 home runs, who was the greatest power hitter that you played with? Well, I guess uh, 
I guess Kenny Boyer was the last uh, part head of the Cardinals uh, developed through the years. And, uh, of course, I played with uh, George Karaski. He, he was a good par hitter. Walker Cooper was a good par hitter. And, of course, uh, one of the best par hitters, I played uh, one game with Johnny Mize. Yeah. <laughs> John Mize, you know, had a lot of home runs. So I think those uh, are the few that I, had, I could think of. You, you uh, watch pitching today. What do you think of the pitching today? Is, is it too diluted? Well, no question about that. Uh, you know, everybody in baseball knows with uh, 16 or 18 more teams, you know, in the league, why uh, the, the pitching is somewhat spotty, right? Yes. Uh, how do you think you'd hit today against these guys? Well, you know, uh, once you can hit, you know, you could hit in the, in the air, really, yeah. because, you know, we talk about errors, uh, you know, when I played in the 40s, I, I was competing against the guys who played in the 30s. I played uh, till the 60s, and I was playing against the fellas who were going to play in the 70s. Right. So there's uh, no era of time where they, they say baseball is better than the other because the years run together. And uh, But uh, we've had some great uh, young ball players today, and we had some great players in the old days. So uh, uh, baseball is great, and we, we love it. So someone uh, someone asked me the other day, and I used the old joke. They said, "What would Stan Musial hit today?" And I said, "Oh, he'd probably hit about 310, 320." But you got to remember, he's in his 70s. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I I could hit, but I don't know who'd run. <laughs> <laughs> um, you became pretty close friends with Tony Gwynn, and you guys have had uh, several conversations. So where does he rank with the great hitters? Well, Tony uh, has had some great years in the league. He's been up to 10 or 12 years. He's hitting well over 50, 350 for an average. And uh, consistency in, in any sport is a sign of greatness. And Tony's done that. You know, he said he's a wonderful guy, knows the strike zone. He moves the ball around, and on uh, top of that, he's a nice guy. I want to talk a little bit about sort of the, the renaissance of some of the ballplayers of your era, and that has to do with the, with the memorabilia that is really taking off, sports memorabilia, over the last 10 years or so. And uh, first of all, let's talk a little bit about that. Are, are you surprised at how this has taken off? I mean, I'm sure everybody asks for your autograph, and pretty soon, about 10 <laughs> minutes later, they're going to go sell it for, for some kind of money. Well, you know... Uh, it helped to bring we old timers back to life. Right. <laughs> you know, they these young youngsters see our picture all over on the cards and lithos and other places. You know, so they they know they know who who we old timers right. are. Well, so. and that's the nice thing. The nice thing is that the folks who didn't grow up seeing you, getting to see you play baseball, have only right. read about you. They'll get to meet you. They get to sign your autograph. Get to see pictures. Those are the nice things about the memorabilia. Well, let's talk about a couple of uh, pictures that you brought here today because these are these are really special. Jeff, can you uh, maybe we'll do it over here? Um, I don't know. Let's let's go to camera three. This is uh, Stan the Man meeting President Kennedy. Tell me about this. Yes. Well, that was the 1962 All Star Game and. Uh, President Kennedy invited me up to his box, and uh, we we chatted for for a while we about uh, baseball and politics, and uh, that Senator Stuart Symington right there, uh -huh. and uh, Stu is a great friend of ours, and uh, so the next uh, that President Kennedy invited us to the White House the next day, and uh, 
So Miss Mule and I, when my daughter Janet went over to the White House, we'd spend a half hour, say, with the president, visit around, took some pictures, and he was a great sportsman, great sports fan, and. Uh, You've been to the White House a few times, haven't you? Well, I've been there with my... Because <laughs> <laughs> President Clinton is also a Cardinal fan. Yes, he was. Yes, he is. He was a great Cardinal fan. And, of course, George Bush, you know, was a great uh, baseball fan. Right. He was a first baseman, loved baseball. So we've had a lot of presidents who, who really loved, loved baseball. All right, let's show this uh, next picture. See if you recognize who this guy is. Uh, hmm, <laughs> who is that guy? Well, you know, that... that <laughs> picture was my first uh, spring training down in St. Petersburg, wow. Florida, back in 1942. Now, take a look at the glove. You wonder how we caught the ball. Yeah, how did the, you? With that feather, <laughs> feather tick uh, glove. But uh, we never missed any. <laughs> <laughs> and you, you used to leave the gloves in the outfield when you ran into the dugout, and then the then the players on the other team would use them, is that right? No, they wouldn't. No, they, they wouldn't use them, you just laid them there? Yeah, we just laid them there, th we threw them down, and, uh, you know, it's in all the years that it was going on, I never saw a ball deflect the, on the glove or, you know, go in a different direction. But I was, I was, uh, I, I like to uh, uh, throw, when I threw my glove down, I like to see it hit flat and lay there rather than turn over. Right. If it turned over, I went down and put it back because <laughs> I was superstitious. <laughs> now, if people want to get a picture like this with you and President Kennedy or uh, the old Stan Musial in the, his first spring training at, with the Cardinals, how do they do that? Well, we have our company uh, uh, out on Manchester in 270, uh, Stan the Man, Inc., and uh, uh, they could either write... Uh, or a call, or uh, what, what's their number, Dick? <laughs> Dick, what's their number? 965-3000. Yeah, that's, that's a good way. Now, before we go, you, you always say you don't go anywhere without it. Did you bring the harmonica? Oh, my goodness, let's see. Now, sir, he always tells me he doesn't no. go anywhere. He didn't bring it. Not, oh, wait a while, let's see. Oh. <laughs> He's got it. All right, so we'll, we'll, play, we'll play to break. And, and you take me out to the ball game? Can okay, you do that? all right. Sure, all right. let's do it. Stan the man, take me out to the ball game. <laughs> All right, that was Mike Bush and Stan the Man Musial on the Sports Isn't Plus he couch. Great. So uh, usually God, we start I at him. usually we start at the beginning and go back through these things. But I mean that harmonica. How can you not just beam? I'm looking over at you as he's playing here, and you're smiling. I yeah. got a huge grin. Well, he uh, tried to fake us out that he, he did. didn't. That he, he didn't have the he was harmonica. Feeling that, in his pockets. Yeah. Oh, maybe I don't. Have, oh, there it is. <laughs> yeah. He always had that harmonica. Yeah. And if you were at any dinner or event that he was at, uh, he always pulled it out yep. and, and got a rousing round of applause. So let's go back to the beginning now. Uh, you had him in in 1998 talking about McGuire, Sosa, the whole home run chase. 
Um, I think it was probably crazy for him to see something like that, more so maybe than anybody else, because that just didn't happen when he played. For sure, but I think he had such a love of the Cardinals and such a love for baseball that he really enjoyed it. He's not one of these players who would would look at today's ball players and go, oh, yeah, these yeah. guys aren't anything like the, the players in the old days. Um, I, I, I think, and this was later in the interview, but I think his most telling line, and I think this is true, consistency is in any sport is a sign of greatness. And I think that's what we got to remember about Stan Musial, yeah. how consistent he was. I mean, my favorite Musial statistic is... 1,815 hits at home, 1,815 hits on the road. 331 lifetime batting average. Um, At the time he retired, he had the record for career hits in the National League in runs batted in, games played. Um, When he hit 475 career home runs, he ranked second in National League history behind Mel Ott. At I mean, the time he retired, he was at least one of the top five players that ever played that the game. That ever played the game. And I think it, it, it's easy to say he's also one of the top five people oh, you yeah. ever want to meet. He's yeah. just He was just salt of the earth, great, great, great guy. So I think my favorite, there's a lot to love in here, but like my favorite thing in this whole interview is when he talks about, you bring up Griffey, because Griffey was still kind of in the yeah. home run chase with Sosa and McGuire there. Yeah. And... Denora, Little Denora, Pennsylvania, population 4,600, yeah. produced Stan Musial and Ken Griffey Jr. Yeah. And Musial played with Griffey Jr.'s grandpa growing up, which is just incredible. That's yeah. awesome. And if you think about that small town, you yeah. have players like that and, and that bloodline of, of great baseball, yeah. that's pretty impressive. That's really cool. Um, Musial talked about the greatest power hitters he ever played with. Ken Boyer, who hit 282 home runs, and... <laughs> Walker Cooper, who had 173 home runs. Yeah, it was it, when you think about that, you, you know, it, it was a it was completely different era. Yeah, I mean, it was a completely different era when he played in terms of home runs. I mean, obviously, um, there were some great home run hitters in that day, but but nothing like what we're seeing yeah. now. People hitting six, seven hundred home runs. So he talked about he played one game with Johnny Mize back in the day. I actually went into baseball reference. He two played, games. He played two. <laughs> he played the second game of a doubleheader in 1941, and then he played with him the next day against the Boston Braves. Musial hit his first double ever in that game. Um, the second game they played in together, two-hour and three-minute runtime to a crowd of 2,700 people. <laughs> <laughs> That's ridiculous. Wow. <laughs> That's insane. Um, then you guys kind of talked about how he would hit today, and he goes, once you hit in one era, you can kind of hit another. And with him, I don't, with some guys, I, I don't know. I don't know if I'd think they could play in any era, but I think Musial oh, could have played. Musial absolutely. and Tony Gwynn, they're going to hit. It's a ball. Yeah. It's coming at you. At a certain, they're going to hit it. Jack Buck, and I think we may have used this in the interview that we ran for Sports Plus Rerun with him, but when he first started with the Cardinals, he broadcasted a doubleheader. And in that doubleheader, Stan Musial hit five home runs in the doubleheader. Five home runs, and Harry Carey told me that he made three outs that almost were home runs. So he almost hit eight home runs <laughs> in a single day. That, that works translates, in, that that translates, translates in any era. Yeah. I mean, Stan Musial was just a great, great hitter. 
and and clearly one of the greatest players. He of got all time. Uh, quite a kick out of uh, your joke there. Yeah. Somebody asked what he, oh, he hit three ten or three twenty, but you got to remember he's in the seventies. Yeah. He's I could hit, but I don't know who would run. <laughs> and I'm it's kind of mind boggling to think about. Uh, he played against and with guys who played in the thirties and then the forties right. and the fifties, all right. the way guys that were still playing in the eighties. He had played with and against. Right. That's crazy. That's just a and, a and I thought that life. was a really good perspective yeah. to understand that uh, the great thing about baseball is. For the most part, you can look at statistics, and, and and they matter in every single era, and and I think you know the area the eras do blend together. Yeah, you know uh, the average life of a of a football player is is just a few years. Mm-hmm. It, it lasts a little longer if you're if you're a good baseball player. Talked about Tony Gwynn a little bit. Those two were compared a lot and developed a pretty good friendship. Uh, when you guys were talking about Tony Gwynn, I just thought immediately of that Sporting News cover. With them both on the front, yeah. that was such a great cover. Um, then you guys kind of moved into some pictures and some sports memorabilia, talking about uh, some really cool pictures. Him and Kennedy at the 1962 All Star Game. I have that at my house. Oh, really? St- with a Stan Musial autograph. Well, those two were probably pretty close. Kennedy being the first Catholic uh, president, and Stan was obviously right. a big uh, religious guy. Um, Kennedy invited him to the White House the day after the All-Star game. And Stan just kind of brought, well, I've had a few presidents, you know. I've been yeah. in the White House a few times. <laughs> and this was before he got the Presidential Medal of yeah. Freedom. Yeah, well, so. and you know, I mean, that had to mean so much to him. And I'm glad he was able to get that uh, a few years before he ended up passing. That was yeah. just a cool moment. And, and, you know, in addition, as as we've been saying this whole time, in addition to the fact that he was such a, a great baseball player, you know, the story goes that, that he signed so many autographs that his autograph was not worth as much as, yep. say, a Joe DiMaggio autograph Yeah, um, because Joe DiMaggio didn't sign that many autographs. So uh, there were just so many out there yeah. because he was such a great guy. He just he, wanted he, everybody to be happy. Right. He just he just didn't say no. And I remember when he would he would came to the, the deaf baseball camp, and a lot of the kids— they they did they may have heard of Stan Musial. We told them about Stan Musial, but they never saw him play. They didn't know a whole lot about him. Um, and and he signed autographs for every single yep. one of those kids. I uh, and, and with a smile on his face. I have quite a few. I used to be like really into collecting autographs and stuff like that. And I have a, a lot. I went to spring training a few times when I was younger. Um, the only one. I didn't buy it. My parents bought it for me for Christmas. But the only one that was purchased that I didn't get myself is a Stan Musial one, just because I wanted it so bad. Yeah, uh, it's it's really cool and it meant it meant a lot. And I, I think that's kind of the feeling everybody had just when they were around him or, or saw him anywhere. He was larger than life. He really was. And I mean, he's he's always going to loom larger than life. He's always going to be the man here in St. Louis. And Bob Costas tells the story that when he came to St. Louis. Um, for his interview to go to work for KMOX Radio, um, he went to Stan and and, and Biggie's Museum Biggie's uh, restaurant, which was over by the old arena on Oakland. And um, after he had lunch, I don't think he got to meet Stan Musial that day, but he left a tip of three dollars and thirty one cents. Oh, that's funny. Stan that's Musial's good. lifetime batting average. Bob's eulogy at Stan's funeral is one of the best speeches yeah. i've ever heard in Google my entire it. life yes it's look it up right now maybe bring a few tissues it's it's really good yeah all right that'll do it for this episode of the sports plus rewind we'll be back in two weeks with another one be sure to download and subscribe 